welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Phoebe Wells with Clearance Jobs. Today, we're continuing the four-part series highlighting the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. On today's episode, we hear from CISA's Veterans Program Manager, Keith Cassant. Keith is an Army veteran. Being able to continue serving the country attracted him to CISA. Being a part of CISA and being able to fulfill the mission of leading the country and trying to reduce our risk in both not just the critical infrastructures of cybersecurity, but also the physical uh, infrastructures as well. So being a part of that is is something that was spoke near and dear to me as it does many veterans. CISA values its veterans. While federal benefits are pretty standard across agencies, 40% of CISA's workforce are veterans, a number much higher than the average in the general federal workforce. We're kind of putting our money where our our mouth is in that regard, and that the statistics speak for themselves that, yeah, this is an absolute amazing place for veterans to come to work. While a large part of CISA's work focuses on cybersecurity, open roles span a broad spectrum. You know, everybody thinks cybersecurity because they hear cybersecurity infrastructure security agency, which we are absolutely that, and that's a very large large part of what we do and who we are, but we also have the infrastructure security side. So, you know, that physical security element where folks with that sort of background can come to work. And then obviously, you know, CISA, just like any other organization, needs HR support. So we have HR opportunities, finance and pay, budgeting, contracting, all that kind of stuff that would help uh, entice somebody to come work that maybe would otherwise be deterred by the, the term cybersecurity. When we initially spoke to Keith, he was working as the management and program analyst for the outreach and employee experience team, but he has since become the Veterans Program Manager, an opportunity that matches his background and natural skills and abilities to help other former service members continue serving the country's mission at CISA. CISA partners with the Department of Defense's SkillBridge program, which allows service members to spend the last six months of active duty training at the agency. They would come work at CISA um, for a particular role, whichever role the hiring manager wants to recruit a SkillBridge candidate for. But they would come in, work for six months, uh, learn the skills within that role, and it's an amazing resume builder. Even if they don't find employment with CISA at the end of their SkillBridge program, they've got that experience that they can put on their resume and a, a lot of private entities and stuff will definitely scoop them up. And as a federal agency, CISA takes part in veterans' preference. The main veteran preference that all federal positions have is the, the five-point preference for any veteran who's been who's been discharged under honorable conditions, and then 10-point preference for any veteran that has a uh, 30% or more VA disability. And that's applied across the board to any type of position uh, within the federal government. Of course, CISA uh, is included in that, so it helps give them a slight you know, leg up maybe on some of the other applicants in the competition. In addition to that, CISA uh, is able to leverage what we call special hiring authorities or non-competitive hiring authorities, in which case we can open some jobs that are specifically, you must be 30% VA disabled, or in many cases, Schedule A disability for civilians. So if you don't meet that requirement, you know, you can't apply for that particular role. But in doing that, that gives them, uh, you know, a, a 
a much more competitive edge in applying for a lot of our positions. And not just 30% VA disability, but we also have what's called VRA, non-competitive authority that we can also leverage, uh, where any, again, any veteran that's been discharged under honorable conditions uh, would be able to compete for that position. Along with veterans, CISA focuses recruiting efforts on military spouses, a crucial demographic of candidates. Just like veterans, CISA absolutely values the unique perspective that, that military spouses can bring to the table. And as far as military spouses wanting to work at CISA goes, we have some special hiring uh, authorities to hire military spouses specifically that we can leverage. But in addition, just the nature of a lot of the work. A lot of positions within CISA are remote. And for a military spouse, that can be a very valuable aspect of a role because you know their, their, their spouse serving their country might have to relocate quite a bit. And so yeah, having that remote capability to follow their spouse during their military career is very, very enticing for, for uh, military spouses. When Keith retired from the Army four years ago, he had a plan post-service, but that plan fell through. That's what gave me such a passion for the veteran community. My transition out four years ago was extremely tumultuous, mostly self-induced as I came to find. But in doing so, you know, I've learned a lot about the SkillBridge program and, and all the other opportunities that are out there for veterans, all the nonprofits and everything, uh, and do a lot of mentorship in that space for that reason. In addition to being a SkillBridge partner, CISA offers numerous resources for the veteran community. Google CISA Veterans, it'll bring you to the primary landing page, which will have a lot of information both for spouses as well as uh, service members and veterans, how to apply, things to consider. Uh, you know, it's, it's a very, very thorough website. And once hired, CISA continues to support its veteran population including giving them the opportunity to join the employee resource group that's dedicated to the veteran community. There's a lot of camaraderie along that, uh, even some ribbing, of course, with branches. But in addition to that, depending on your VA disability and things when you come out, there's also possibly opportunity for uh, disabled veteran leave in which you can actually be given I don't want to say free leave, but essentially it is free leave where you are offered leave that can be used. I think it's two weeks of, of leave that's given to you that has to be used within your first year of employment. Reason being is the intent that just like the military, the federal system, you have to earn leave over time. And so this is given to you up front because you may have a certain VA disability rating. You might have some medical issues. You're going to have a lot of doctor's appointment maybe early on and you wouldn't have normally have the leave or the sick time saved up to go to those appointments. So this is, you know, one of those things that uh, is given right out the gate to assist with that. When hiring veterans, CISA doesn't focus on a candidate's MOS. Personally, I think any veteran makes a good employee. Just the values and the morals that we were instilled with in service that we even strengthened that we already had, I think all veterans personally are top-notch candidates. But all that to say, you know, we don't necessarily target any one MOS because the great thing about military transition when you come out is the ability to reinvent yourself. So I've seen literally an army musician in 10 months go from playing guitar to being a SOC analyst in the cybersecurity industry. So that ability to transform yourself and the resources that are out there for service members to do that is phenomenal. Obviously, you know, on the cybersecurity side, yeah, if you if you've done that aspect, those would certainly bode well for a cybersecurity type position. Um, but again, infrastructure security, you know, if you have that type of an MOS, maybe military police or something of, of those lines, or even intelligence, you know, maybe you're not so cybersecurity heavy, but if you have an intelligence background, we have roles like that within CISA. And then again, you know, as I mentioned before, we have all these other roles like human resources and contracting. Those other MOSs that are related to that in the military could obviously still help you find employment with us at CISA as well. As Keith reflected on his life four years post-Army, he shared just how much CISA has helped him get to where he is today. When I came out, I was going to go law enforcement as a 
turned out for me in my VA disability journey. They found some stuff that we didn't previously know about that basically disqualified me from that field. So I had to reinvent myself like so many do. So in the end, I decided on HR. So I completely reinvented myself in the human resources field. So when I came over to CISA, that ability to not only work in the HR field, but also my passion for helping service members was supported. It was encouraged even. I'm actually on my second role within the agency. And I'm pretty sure this agency is my forever home at this point. I don't want to leave this agency. So all that to say, even in my previous role within CISA, my supervisor was very supportive of my outreach and everything. And so just the fact that CISA noticed that and actually brought me over to a new team to do more of that for CISA, I think just goes to show that they value their employees, they see their employees, and they have this culture and this environment of where do your passions lie and how can we help cultivate that and let you operate in those roles even more so. So all that to say, yeah, you know, being able to come to an agency where you can fulfill your passions is an amazing opportunity. For more on CISA and all things security and defense, visit us over at clearancejobs.com.